This edition of The Wellness Prescription is brought to you by Healthy Planet, your source to healthy living. Welcome, everyone. This is The Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you all for joining me today. Every week, I discuss various health topics, from hormonal health to immune health to food as medicine, but I haven't discussed oral health and how it can affect our overall health. So joining me today is Farah Bukhari. She is a dental hygienist, and she is going to talk to us today all about our oral hygiene, how to keep our teeth and our gums and everything in check so we can have optimal health throughout our entire body. So thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you so much, Dr. Claudia. It's quite a pleasure being here because I am so happy, especially because we're talking about oral health and how it affects the whole body. People just think, oh, it's just my teeth and gums. No big deal. But I'll tell you, oral health refers to the health of not just teeth and gums, but the whole oral facial system. So that allows us to smile, speak, chew, swallow, smell, taste, and touch. And you know, oral health greatly affects your self-confidence, your quality of life, especially as we age, is going to be extremely important. And it impacts us socially and financially. You know, some of the most common diseases that impact oral health include cavities and gum disease, oral cancer, and tooth loss. And oral health matters for essential human functions. Um, and it's fundamental feature of your personal identity. And you remember COVID, how much we were affected of wearing a mask? It affected us socially because we couldn't see each other smile. So it has a huge impact. You know, I never thought of oral health like that. Of course, I believe it's important. Of course, I encourage it in my family, my kids. Like oral hygiene is extremely important to us. But you made a very good point. Wearing the masks, we weren't able to show our smile. And if you're uncomfortable with your own smile without a mask, you're not going to be so inclined to smile and want to show off your teeth. Um, But I also believe that it goes beyond that. And I wasn't aware that so many people have gum disease and cavities in our population. How prevalent is it and why is that? Yeah, that's a great question. So I've been working over 25 years and I'll tell you something. I haven't seen much change in gum disease. If anything, I've seen I'm looking at more gum disease than ever and at a younger and younger age. But recently, the World Health Organization just released a very important global oral health status report back in uh, November 18, 2022. And it's the first ever comprehensive view of oral disease burden. um, And it profiled 194 countries. And you know what they found? That half of the world's population suffers from oral disease. So we're looking at over 3.5 billion people. And they also found that the oral disease has increased by over a billion um, since the past 30 years. So it's very alarming and it requires urgent action. I think we're also not doing maybe a good enough job of teaching prevention and how it affects the, um, your whole health. I think part of the problem is us too, as the dental profession, Perhaps we're not, um, we have to change the way we're explaining things because a lot of people don't understand. It's not just your teeth and gums because remember your mouth is connected to your whole body. So those pathogens are going to be traveling in your bloodstream. And so you say oral disease, what does that include? So 
gum disease, cavities, what other what other issues in our mouth can cause or or accumulate to to you know to be diagnosed with an oral disease? So oral disease could be um, abscess. It could be um, like you mentioned gum disease, which we call periodontal disease. And periodontal disease is um, well, we call it also gingivitis, which is the early stage. And when it gets into the later, more advanced stage, that's periodontitis. So the early, early stage gingivitis is reversible. So that's when you have swollen gums, inflamed gums, bleeding, uh, maybe bad breath and painful or sensitive gums. But at that early stage, you can reverse it. But if it continues and you don't do anything to reverse it, you're looking at more permanent damage, which we call periodontitis. And this is a serious gum infection that damages the soft tissues and it can destroy your bone level. And if you have a low bone level, that means you're going to eventually uh, lose your teeth. So as the bacteria increase, you know what happens is the immune system reacts and then inflammation is initiated. And then when you have chronic inflammation, well, it triggers other um, a response and you can get systemic inflammation in the rest of the body. And so how do we, so you say the numbers have increased uh, over the last 30 years instead of decreased, and we all have so much more awareness over, you know, overall health. How do we reverse that? How do we teach people to prevent gum disease? And what are the steps we can take to prevent it? Well, um, there's three main factors to this, and not one is more important. Um, it's like a stool with three legs. If you take one leg off, you know, it's going to imbalance. So the three legs of this component is one is you've got to get regular checkups and cleanings. That is crucial. People, you know, assume, oh, I just missed a cleaning. It's been a year or two, not a big deal, but it is. Actually, even going over six months can have a huge impact on how fast your gum disease um, will increase. The second is home care. Your regular brushing and flossing, you know how many people skip brushing at night? And there's a very, very low percentage of people who actually floss daily. That's crucial. Um, using a tongue scraper to remove plaque from your mouth. The third very, very important factor is your diet. You know, over the last 40, 50 years, our sugar intake has just skyrocketed. You've seen, um, even they said, compared to Coke in 1950 to the Coke at present, has a lot more sugar. Um, we have much more acidity in our diet, acidic drinks, that's very high. So all these three things, and I want to also mention mouth breathing, that's at an epidemic level. A lot of people are breathing through their mouth, which causes a lot of dryness, so you increase your gum disease. So all these three factors have to work together. You have to have regular cleanings, regular checkups, get in, find the issues early on so you can address it. So a small cavity can become a root canal. So uh, gingivitis can become periodontitis where you can lose your tooth. So you've got to work with all three of them. So that's really, really crucial. And you know, they've done a study where they um, found average time person spends brushing teeth is 30 to 40 seconds. I told them that and saved them the millions of dollars they spent on the study. So things like this, you know, like spend a good amount of time brushing your teeth and flossing. 
So how important is it to floss every day? I, I, I can't skip a day of flossing, but you're right. I'm sure people find it time consuming. Now, is it important to floss every day? At what age should we start flossing? And the bigger question is, how early are we noticing uh, the beginning signs of gum disease? Like, are we noticing in younger kids? Um, like, how old can you start seeing the signs of gingivitis that could then lead to periodontitis? You know, those are great questions. Without flossing, without some sort of cleaning in between the teeth, so you can get all that bacteria, the food out of the underneath the gums, you're not going to have healthy gums. You're not going to have healthy teeth. I have never seen any patient over the past 30 years that uh, had great um, mouth issues, like great oral health without flossing. That's impossible. And the earliest gum disease I've seen is at a two, three-year-old had gum disease. You can get cavities as soon as your teeth are erupted so that a year-old child can have cavities. As you're aware of like bottle syndrome cavities, you know, when the bottle... Uh, milk bottle given to them and that causes a lot of cavities if they're constantly having sugar in their mouth. So the issue is uh, people don't understand um, how easily it is to reverse this and to prevent it. I think that's the big misconception that it takes a lot of time and effort. If you just spend five minutes morning and evening, just brush really well, brush at least two minutes, use a tongue scraper at night, floss at night, go to regular cleanings, Make sure your diet is um, really good in the um, low sugar content and also avoid acidic drinks like energy drinks. These new bubbly waters we're getting, carbonated waters, I'm sure you've seen them too with the um, lime and lemon flavors. Actually, they're the worst. They're just as acidic as regular pop. So those are the issues. And now are some people more susceptible to building up tartar around their, their gums and around their teeth than others. So I know some people who get their teeth cleaned every four months because they have, they build a lot of tartar and some people can go every six months, which is the plan that I'm on. I'm there religiously every six months, but I know people who have to go more frequently. Is that just you build more tartar or your diet? No, that's actually a great question too. And I just, um, was researching this, one of the main reasons is the type of bacteria you have in your mouth. So everybody has different types of bacteria. So they um, can um, determine if you're going to have more gum disease, if you're going to have more cavities. And also if your um, saliva is acidic, if your pH in your saliva is pretty low, well, you're a higher chance of cavities. The morphology of your teeth, the shapes of your teeth, um, that crowding of your teeth will make it more prone for bacteria to um, get stuck in there and more plaque to accumulate. That's a very good point. When we come back, more on how acidic drinks affect our enamel. This is the Wellness Prescription on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Have a question for Dr. Claudia? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059 The Region or email us info at 1059theregion.com. The Wellness Prescription with Dr. Claudia on 1059 The Region. You're listening to 1059 The Region. Welcome back to The Wellness Prescription. Before the break, Far and I were talking a little bit about how our diet and how acidic drinks can affect our enamel. So I thought we'd touch on that a little bit more 
and kind of break down the reasons why we shouldn't be eating too much sugar and why we shouldn't be drinking a lot of those energy drinks or those really tasty kind of um, carbonated drinks because they do break down the enamel on our teeth and that could lead to other issues. So let's talk a little bit more about that. Okay, so people, um, first of all, correctly assume sugar is a big problem causing cavities and gum disease. Absolutely. But the second biggest factor is acidity. So the more acidic environment in your mouth, your enamel starts demineralizing. So the critical um, point the enamel demineralizes is at 5.5 pH. And a lot of acidic drinks, even though they have zero sugar, they are very acidic due to the um, acids in them. They have different types of acids. And the diet coke is 2.7 pH. Um, the lacroix uh, is 4.71. So they're all below the 5.5 range where um, you can have demineralization starting. And that's why a lot of people are suffering from sensitivity, from uh, teeth looking much more yellow than usual, and also more chances of cavities. Even coffee and tea are acidic and they dry out your mouth. So a lot of dryness, again, reduces saliva. Saliva is there to protect your teeth. You don't have that anymore. So you've got a higher chance of a lot of issues. Even fruit teas, you know, these herbal teas you've seen, grapefruit or public, actually they're very acidic and they'll dry out your mouth. So you got to be careful about those. I didn't know that. Um, that's really interesting because I like drinking my herbal teas. I'm not big on carbonated drinks, but I do drink tea and I do drink coffee. So one of the things that I do try to do is drink a lot of water and stay properly hydrated. So I guess the message is, Drink a lot of water with your meals and with the other beverages that you're consuming during the day. Uh, absolutely. If you have to have these beverages, like say um, uh, Diet Coke or anything, try to have it with a meal so it kind of washes out with the meal. And try to have water um, during the day, plain tap water. And after you have coffee or tea, I know nobody wants to give it up and I don't want you to give it up. I don't want a cranky patient in my chair. So. <laughs> I want you to have your coffee, but have it in moderation. Try not to have it with sugar and then rinse your mouth with water or drink some plain water right after. It'll help get rid of that coffee taste too. Nobody wants coffee breath either. Right. That's a really good point. I find it fascinating that we're talking about things that, you know, seem so simple, but yet they exactly. can be very confusing. One of the things I found fascinating is that our oral, our, our oral health is linked to our cardiac health as well as diabetes. This is fascinating, and I think we should tell listeners a little bit more about the connection. Okay, so there's been um, several decades of research that's shown that for oral health, like gum disease, um, those people have a higher chance of cardiovascular uh, problems than compared to people with good oral health. So periodontal treatment studies show that decreased serum level of systemic um, infl inflammatory markers and improved endothelial function. So that means is the better your oral health, the less chance that those um, pathogens from your gum disease are traveling in your bloodstream and affecting other parts. So it's really, really important to um, uh, realize how much your oral health that impacts the other parts like your uh, diabetes as you mentioned there's a two-way relationship so being diabetic affects 
gum disease and having gum disease affects your blood sugar level. So if you've got your diabetic, say you're type two and it's not controlled, well, you're going to have a higher chance of a dry mouth, higher chance of cavities, more uh, glucose in your saliva and more fungal infections like thrush and also gum disease. And again, if you have gum disease, it's going to be difficult to control your um, A1C level. Is that one of the reasons why when you visit a dentist, they always ask if you have a heart condition and sometimes you're prescribed an antibiotic um, after a cleaning or after a surg like a procedure, a surgical procedure of the mouth? You're absolutely right. So say you had a heart surgery or some kind of a, a um, knee replacement, they used to give um, bi antibiotics to prevent infection. Because when you're having your teeth cleaned, a lot of pathogens are released and they end up in your bloodstream and can go to your heart and affect it if you have a surgery done. So now it, each patient or client that comes in, it depends on their um, health history. It depends on what their cardiologist recommends. So we go by that. But that's a very good point. So say you had a heart valve replaced. So you're most likely to have to take antibiotics before you come in for a cleaning and usually done one hour prior to your cleaning appointment. So you would, so some people have to be administered the antibiotic prior to the procedure. Okay. Yeah. It's always prior. So you just want to make sure your whole body is safe when those pathogens are released. Now, some of the fun questions I'd like to get to are, what is the best toothpaste? Is there a best toothpaste to use? And do to different toothpaste make a difference? Should I be using Sensodyne even if I don't have sensitive teeth? Is it good for prevention? All the fun questions that I know every listener is dying to know the answer to. <laughs> All toothpastes are pretty, very good right now. So it, it will, again, depend on the individual case. So say you have sensitive teeth, you, you might want to use something like Sensodyne or you have more uh, cavities or more prone to cavities. Well, then we would recommend a toothpaste with a higher percentage of fluoride in it. But it's really depends. Number one is your technique of brushing. Even if you might have the best toothpaste, if you're not brushing properly, you're not taking the plaque off, it doesn't matter because the plaque's still there, which is the cause of the gum disease and the cavity. So you want to make sure your technique is really, really good. And um, also that you're brushing enough. If you're brushing once a day, it's still going to cut it. Honestly, Dr. Claudia, I really think everyone should be brushing three times because our diet has changed so much. It's softer. We don't have hard, crunchy foods anymore. A lot of people are drinking their meals like smoothies instead of um, eating it. So I really emphasize now um, brushing three times. So that's more important. But I'll say one thing about toothbrushes. I do prefer electric toothbrushes over the manual. Huge difference. I noticed it myself and I've noticed it with my clients who've started using electric brushes. And again, if you're using the proper technique, that's super, super important. I have to say that my, um, I use an electric toothbrush now because a couple of years ago, my dentist told me that I was probably brushing too hard because I like to brush for right. the whole two minutes. Right. And I was getting a little bit of a receding gum line, nothing serious, but Right. They, I was told that if I continue with that, I'm going to have to have it kind of fixed up and replaced and it's not the best thing. So I did notice a difference since I, and my dentist has noticed a difference since I've been using an electric toothbrush. It really does make a difference because it's, I'm, I'm not as rough as I used to be. That's a great point, actually. That's a really, really good point. And actually, that's one of the main reasons that we recommend electric brushes 
just to ease off because the new ones are fantastic. Mm -hmm. The new generations of electric brushes are so much better than even five years ago or 10 years ago. And you know, they, they have two really important features. Is one is a timer, which is great to keep you um, um, timed for two minutes, keep you honest, as I say. Mm -hmm. And also they have that pressure sensor which is amazing because it will beep. It beeps on me. You think I would know better, right? But yeah, it beeps on me. <laughs> so it's really fantastic uh, to have those two features on the electric brushes. I don't like the ones that are battery operated. I don't think they work well. I don't like the heads on them. Mm -hmm. And I prefer the rechargeable because the uh, charge lasts like consistently. It's the same even charge. So mm -hmm. it's a really good one is the rechargeable one. And so what is the adverse effect of having a receding gum or having some of the, you know, your tooth exposed? I know it leads to sensitivity, but what are some of the other things that could, you know, happen if you have the receding gum line? Right. So what happens is you expose your, uh, your soft part of the tooth or the root part of the tooth, which is softer than enamel. And that means it's going to demineralize um, much quicker. It demineralizes, it's called dentin at 6.5. So all this aesthetic drinks you're having, food, is going to cause a higher chance of root cavities. So that's number one. Number two is your gums are there to protect your teeth, but also to hold them firm. So, you know, eventually you might end up getting a gum graft to protect the tooth, to keep it stable so you don't lose that tooth down the road. Yeah, see, and, and that was one of the things that my dentist was concerned about, which is why I switched over. Now, what about... Everybody is dreaming about, you know, pearly white chiclets. <laughs> That's what we call them. We call them chiclets. Everybody wants those big, pearly white teeth. How important is it to get teeth whitening? And is it actually good for your teeth? Or is it weakening the enamel again? Well, um, so far, studies haven't shown any adverse effect. But I would still caution to over whitening. And I would not whiten teeth if you have a high aesthetic. I always go over the diet. If you've got a really high aesthetic diet, I would caution you because that's going to make your teeth more yellow. And, you know, that actually uh, wears down the enamel and you can't whiten that part. So, first of all, yes, that will affect your whitening process. Um, I think just to remember healthy teeth are much better than white teeth. White teeth are not natural. So everybody, just like your skin color has different types of colors of your enamels. So don't um, stress over that because I know uh, media, social media has put so much pressure on us to have pearly white teeth. But as long as they're healthy and uh, they are not disease-free, I think that's super important. And it doesn't hurt if you want to talk to your dental hygienist or your dentist about getting whitening. It is safe. And now there are different types. So you can do the whitening in office with the hygienist or in a dental office, or you can buy the over-the-counter whitening strips. Is there a difference? Oh, there's a huge difference. So there's actually three ways. Uh, one is that you can do it in the whitening, like mentioned, in the office for two hours where we use a uh, LED light on you. And the other one is where you take we take impressions of your teeth, have a custom-made tray made, and you take it home and use the gel for like say 10 days maximum. The third option is the strips. It's the least expensive option and you might wanna try it out. But the problem is they don't sit well. I've tried it, they kind of move around. And if your teeth are not aligned properly, 
um, you might get uneven results. So those are the options you want to talk to your dental professional about, but they do work. And the worst um, is to use some of these products on um, TikTok you've seen. So be careful what your person, you know, buyer be aware. And now if let's say I decided that I wanted to do teeth whitening um, at home and you're, are you only supposed to use it for the seven days or can I know people who actually use a little bit of hydrogen peroxide combined with their toothpaste to get the whitening effect? Is that a no-no? Oh my gosh, that's a big no-no in my chair. Oh my God, it was huge no-no because first of all, these um, whitening products are specially formulated in a, uh, for, in a very good pH level. Because you're using hydrogen peroxide, which is really, really acidic, you're going to harm your teeth. So that's going to be not, first of all, good. It's not even high enough um, uh, peroxide in the bottle you buy at the drugstore. You have to have it at least 9%, I believe, is a minimum oh. or 10% to see a change. And forget about those whitening toothpaste. Those are also kind of waste of money. They're not really going to whiten your teeth. So please, I've seen, oh my God, on Instagram, lemon and hydrogen peroxide or lemon and baking soda. I, it just makes me cringe and gives, gives me goosebumps. But no, please that avoid that at all costs because you can really damage your teeth that we cannot reverse then. And so that was my next question. So I know people who like to um, to brush their teeth with baking soda. So that's another no-no? Um, actually, baking soda, believe it or not, is a, a pretty good pH, but I wouldn't use it daily. Once in a while, you can use it. But it's not uh, too bad in removing stains. But make sure it's a very wet paste you're making. But uh, I was surprised too. I thought baking soda would be a uh, very low pH, but it's not. Okay, so so yeah. if you had to choose, then I guess baking soda is the better option. If you really have no other option, I said just go for a good cleaning. You'll get really pearly white teeth and clean teeth and take the plaque off. Sometimes, you know, your teeth look yellow because there's a lot of plaque around them. And so as a last message to all of the listeners about our oral hygiene, what would be the one thing that you think everyone should do to maintain proper oral health? Don't think people are flossing enough. You know, the percentage, Dr. Claudia, is about 28%. And I bet those are mostly dental professionals. <laughs> or healthcare like you and I. But I would really, really emphasize Please don't skip brushing in the evening. Brush even three times, floss, and watch your diet. Diet has a huge impact. You know that thing, your abs are made in the kitchen? Well, sorry, your healthy gums in your teeth. They're made in the kitchen too. I totally believe that. Farah, I cannot thank you enough for joining me today. If listeners want to learn more about you and learn more about oral health, how can they do that? Where can they find you? Well, because I wanted to inform people so much and so passionately, I started a YouTube channel, a TikTok, Instagram. It's called Happy Healthy Smiles. So please reach out if you want me to touch on a specific subject. Right now, I've been talking about um, apple cider vinegar. I don't know if you know, it's the biggest rage to uh, reduce glucose levels or, and, or to maintain glucose levels. And it's the worst thing you could be doing is using apple cider vinegar. I just posted a video about that. I've gotten really good feedback. 
So you can reach me at any of those um, channels. So my goal is if I see a new client, I want that within that six months to a year, that client having no gum disease. That's my goal. That's amazing. So look out for happy, healthy smiles on all the social media channels. And you can always find me on Instagram at Claudia underscore Makiela or my website, ClaudiaMakiela.com. That's my show for this week. If you missed it, go to 1059theregion.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, Amazon Music, and of course, Audible. I'm Dr. Claudia. Thank you for listening. I hope this helps you live your best life. The Wellness Prescription was brought to you by Healthy Planet. Order online at healthyplanetcanada.com or go online to find a location nearest you.